It's time for the Ant Hill Show, and this is going to be a special topic. Jason came to me with this topic and said, hey, Ant, we have to talk about it. What if Debo struggles this year, especially after last year? His numbers were definitely down, and he said basically that he was trash uh, in, his, in his presser, which was one of the most hilarious press conferences I've seen in a while. I, I give him a ton of credit for being honest. So, I mean, that, you know... It, I don't like that he ha had to be honest and say that, but he he did come in out of shape and he he wasn't as effective as he had been last year. So yeah, well, one of the most interesting things, right, is is Debo's numbers went down in a couple of categories. Of course, it was going to be hard to equal his twenty twenty one numbers, which were ridiculous. Where he's a Pro Bowl, he's an All Pro selection. You know, getting over 1,400 yards receiving, but over 1,770 yards from scrimmage. He just had a, a ridiculous year. I mean, I mean, even Jerry Rice only did that scrimmage yards thing one time in his career. Uh, so it was ridiculous. I think what has been the most interesting to me is his catch percentage has also been dropping. Where it went to his height at 75% in 2020, it has trickled down over the last couple of years to 59.6%. That is definitely something to keep an eye on. Yep. Uh, his catch percentage has dropped. His yards per catch is now it. He's never going to be ever again a 19 yard catch guy, but it dropped to like 11 last year. That's a massive drop. So between that and his catch percentage, I'm wondering, eh, I don't know. And, and as Ayuk continues to improve and emerge we we saw two weeks ago i believe it was a couple of their dbs came out and said that he's gonna be could easily be a top five receiver in the whole sport this year it just it made and it made me think it if it comes down to okay we have a, a room full of young receivers that we like do we keep debo or do we keep Ayuk? i if he, unless he has a thirteen hundred yard plus, ten touchdowns season this year, I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't look to trade him because at, at twenty four million dollars, we have enough good players on this this team that, that that eats a chunk out of our cap. Even though we have a QB on a new deal, the idea to get back some extra draft capital that we that we lost or missed out on because of Trey not the worst idea. Yeah, I think this is starting to become a conversation. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk's fifth year option was picked up. We right, know he's going to so. we know he's going to play on his, you know, his fourth year of his contract. So there's no real concern for the 49ers in 2023. The conversation is 2024, you know, where they could be roughly 30 million dollars over the salary cap and they're still going to have to pay Brandon Ayuk, you know, 14 million dollars. Of course, with all things salary cap and, and Parag Marathi being a uh, who he is, <laughs> the 49ers could easily work out a contract for Ayuk that actually brings down his 2024 salary, which we fully expect Nick Bosa to have happen this year. Yep. And if that happens, then they're not going to be $30 million over the salary cap next year because they're going to roll over their savings from Bosa this year to next year. Uh, that rollover has been huge. That you know adjustment of the salary cap is what the 49ers did this season as well. I think that the salary cap thing is a little bit played out. I do believe, though, that there are some conversations that need to be made about 
overall what the makeup of the 49ers wide receiver room. And you bring up Brandon Ayuk. Uh, of course, when I was looking at Brandon Ayuk's stats just a moment ago, you were talking about, you know, uh, Debo Samuel only being 11, you know, 0.3 yards per reception. But when you're looking at Brandon Ayuk's numbers, it was at 13. Uh, he has never came close to what, you know, Debo Samuel did in his 2021 season where he had over 18 yards. And in Debo's rookie season, he came really close to hitting Brandon Ayuk's best year of 2021 where he had 14.8 yards per reception where he had 14.1. To me, that just shows how good Debo is. And I think sometimes because Debo does all the extra things, running the football uh, and doing the things out of the backfield, be used as an, and looked at as an offensive weapon, it's kind of ignored what he does as a receiver. But I would also come back with he's 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 still limited in the routes he can run. He, he he's great off the screen game, the best in the NFL. Or he's he's great if he can break a tackle. But I also think with Ayuk, he had it, it. He has a little more of a rapport with Purdy, and and I think Purdy's the kind of quarterback he is. The the timing and the precision fits into what Ayuk is is more of, a, of a, as a receiver than what Debo is. Whereas with Debo and Jimmy, the screen game, that kind of stuff was right up their alley. Let me ask you this. Yes, go ahead. Who is the best player on the 49ers roster with the ball in their hands? McCaffrey. Uh, post-catch. McCaffrey. No. Yes, absolutely. No. How many times have you seen Christian McCaffrey take a ball, that a, a, a pass over the middle and run it to the house for a touchdown? How many times have you seen Brandon Ayuk catch a ball over the middle and take it to the house for a touchdown? How many times have you saw Debo Samuel or George Kittle do it? Well, well I, 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 think, I think he'll do it a ton. Right, so. and you've seen Debo do it a right. lot. That's what separates them from the other two. Do I think Christian McCaffrey's great? Do I think Brandon Ayuk is great? Yes. But nobody takes it to the house like Debo Samuel. 75 yards against Seattle. George Kittle. Yeah, he does do it at a good level, but not to the level of Debo Samuel. Game-breaking plays for Debo and the ball in his hands, whether it's running the football or catching the football, is at a different level than any other player on this 49ers roster. problem is Debo had too many games last year where he had three for 24. Okay. You, you, you're, you're not saying anything like, that's not true. That's... But I want you to think about this. You're playing the Los Angeles Rams and... and catch a ball that should go for one yard right. and Debo takes it you know, 70 plus yards for a touchdown. Brandon, are you going to do that? I don't know. But I, I haven't seen it. Is those plays don't happen enough, though, right? So they're they're pop plays, they're, they're they're flashy plays, but last year especially he didn't do enough. You're saying he doesn't do it enough. I'm telling you, Brandon Ayuk doesn't do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's but who's a better wide receiver though? Uh, it depends on your classification of wide receiver. If you're just talking about a route runner, it's going to be Brandon Ayuk. If you're talking a playmaker, somebody that's going to make something happen with the ball in his hand, Debo Samuel. Fair enough. Right, because I, I think there's the old you know conversation that, oh, we want our guys to be really good route runners. We want them in and out of the break, create separation. All those things are, the, are true. Here's the thing, though. Debo Samuel plays for a guy named Kyle Shanahan. And he doesn't have to be a great route runner to play for Kyle. He just has to be good enough. If he can run his routes well. Kyle can get him open, schemed open in, in the open field. And then he does what he does best. 
he's a perfect fit for what Kyle wants from a playmaker at wide receiver. And I think that's the argument here is that, yes, is Debo Samuel your prototypical wide receiver that's going to create separation on his own, that's going to go up in high point passes and make plays? That's not what he does. But what he does fits exactly what Kyle wants because he can make those big plays that change the momentum and change games for, I mean, forever. I mean, the, the plays he made against the Rams, uh, not just in uh, the NFC Championship game that year, but also last year. But once again, th- that was off a screen pass, though. Okay. Now, what about the one against Seattle in the playoffs? He caught it on a drag route over the middle of the field and took it 75 yards right. for a touchdown. The slant that he caught against the Rams and he took it to the house running over Jalen Ramsey touchdown. Jalen Ramsey wanted no part of him. Uh, in 2021, <laughs> he, he caught it, a, a, caught a deep pass from uh, Jimmy Garoppolo jumped inside, caught it house call. This is what Debo does. Debo is a house call master. We just don't see that from Brandon. Ayuk. He had five touchdowns, eight touchdowns last year. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's uh this is, this is Brandon. Ayuk. He had eight touchdowns last year. Oh, Brandon Ayuk had eight touchdowns last year. Debo Samuel had two. So if, if you're going to go on overall touchdown well, if we're production. About, about playmakers, then ultimately scoring a touchdown matters, right? He, okay. So then, <laughs> then, then by your, your expectations, years where guys don't have the numbers. I mean, there was one year where Keyshawn Johnson had over 1,200 yards receiving and one touchdown. Does that make him not a playmaker? No. I'm just saying, like, it, Debo Samuel is an absolute playmaker because those two touchdowns that he had were spectacular. And at, he did at $24 million a year. That's not enough though. Okay. But then look at what you're, the reason he got $24 million is because in 2021, he had 77 catches for 1,405 yards. That's 18.2 yards a clip, six touchdowns. Right. Okay. Then he had all the rushing stats as right. well, where he has 365 yards rushing he has eight touchdowns. So now you're talking that he had 14 touchdowns with the ball in his hands. Right. That's worth that's worth $20. Yeah. Right. That one is. But now, here's, here's the other thing, though, too, is when people talk about the yards that he had years ago, he had almost 1,000 yards at, at week seven. So the rest of the year, he only has about 500 yards receiving after that. Because now, he became a running back because the team the needed him to. More, yes, but that, that's a massive, massive drop, though, too. You, you do realize that. Yes. What? I do realize, yes. I, <laughs> no, you do realize. I was going to tell you, like, you do realize that Brandon Ayuk doesn't even have as many touchdowns as he had in that one year in two right. seasons. Right. No, I'm, I'm aware of that. But I, I, I also saw last year. Ayuk was literally getting better and better almost every single week. No argument from me. And the kind of receiver that he is, it translates more to what a receiver is. Debo. A receiver is, yes, a receiver for Kyle, though. But, I mean, okay, let's let's look at, at Kyle's history. Julio Jones. Spectacular. Andre Johnson. Spectacular. Wide receivers. Like he never used Debo and never used those guys in that way because he didn't have to because they were playmakers just by being a wide receiver. Now, am They're, I saying am I saying Ayuk is that level? Hell no, I'm not. But what I am saying is, if we have to, to make a decision about Ayuk five for eighty or something like that, I feel like wear and tear, and because he is more versatile in the passing game, 
it's it, he's a better investment long term. If if I have to choose one of those two, I'm choosing Ayuk. Yeah, I think it's interesting because you bring up like, oh, he had Julio, he had Andre. He didn't really, he didn't need a Debo. There was no Debo. There is no Debo. Right. Who else is Debo out there? No, Kyle got Debo and put him in a perfect situation to where he Back could then. use his skill. No, even now. But now it's changed though, and I think it has to do. With, why, why is it changed? I think it has to do with quarterback. Brock is a quarterback who who can throw the ball all three levels, and even though his arm's not huge. His timing and anticipation are enough where he, he can get the ball sideline to sideline. So the need to be uh, be so dominant in the middle of the field now is, is gone because wrong. wrong. No, I'm absolutely wrong. No, 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 okay. It, first of all, it's not wrong. You disagree with it, but wrong. It's, it's actually not not wrong. Actually, we can attack the field more with Brock than we ever could Jimmy, right? Uh, it's Kyle Shanahan's system. It, all Brock's doing is operating Kyle Shanahan's system. Jimmy is is he more can massively more up the middle? You're right. Anywhere else? Right? You're right. But what I'm telling you is the framework of this system is predicated on running the football, right. creating play action that creates a void over the middle of the field. You are asked at times to win outside the numbers, which Jimmy struggled at. Horribly. But that doesn't mean that the offense changes or that you're not going to have success with Debo Samuel Wait, over the middle of the field because that's change, where the void is. Maybe change is, is the wrong word, but it enhances the offense because now we have a, a quarterback who can – even Sam can do it too where he can get the ball from sideline to sideline so it opens up more options. I'm not saying that doesn't. I just don't think that is an argument to have to why Debo Samuel is less uh, important to this offense. He's just as important, if not more important to this offense now than he was before. Because the thing is, is as you have more places to attack, we you're going to... McCaffrey gonna... now, though. You're right. What did we just already say earlier? Can McCaff... Is McCaffrey the, the whole shot player that Debo is? No. Is McCaffrey a great wide receiver when he's out playing receiver or playing running back that's going to convert on first downs, have an occasional Hell breakaway? Yes. yes. But Debo Samuel is your breakaway player. This is what he does. Is is McCaffrey a better receiver than Debo is a running back? I, I yes. He's he's a better receiver than Debo is a running okay. back. So and he and so it is McCaffrey a better running back. Debo is as a wide res wide receiver. Yeah, I think I think okay, overall so he's more talented. If he's better at both of those things. He, he, no, he's not better. He's not better at yards after the catch, which is what Kyle Shanahan's offense is predicated on. I, 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 was John? Listen to this. Was John Taylor a better route runner than someone like Henry Ellard? Absolutely. No, he wasn't. He was not a better route runner. He was a better playmaker with the ball in his hand. Because he would catch a five-yard slant, take it to the house. Henry but Ellard was he, a better route runner. He ran that slant perfectly, though, too. You just criticized Debo Samuel for running a perfect slant and catching it to, and taking it to the house. Not, no, I, I oh, it's, it's only a screen. It's only a little pass. It's a short one. Uh, but, but, but Jimmy threw more screens than they do with, with Brock because, for, well, for many reasons. So it, the screen game... At least last year, it seemed like it went away with with Purdy a, a little bit more than it did. So, and we, like I said, we saw throws actually down the sideline to Kittle. Right. And to, so, if the offense is going to be enhanced 
horizontally and vertically now because we have multiple quarterbacks who can actually do that and, and that Kyle trusts. That my thought, at least potentially, is that lessens Debo's value because the stuff that, that he would get those big plays on aren't, aren't so much in the playbook. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. Everything else our quarterbacks can now do. So if that's the case, he either needs to enhance the stuff to get up to the level of the the route running of Ayuk and, and even Kittle and and to a certain extent even Gaffrey, or or else he he might get kind of left in the dust. And at twenty four million dollars, with the with with the multiple Hall of Fame players that we have on this roster who deserve a ton of money, I I'm not like I said, it's a a thought that I had or that I've had off season wise. Like, what's one thing that that is something that, that, that could be an issue a, a year from now. Right. And when I see all these receivers getting three, four, five picks in the trade, including at least one or two first round picks, like, well, if somebody wants to give us a one, two twos, and a five, I wouldn't be, be averse to moving him if he plays like he played last year. I think that just going off one season and saying, hey, this is who a player but ultimately if, could be. If we be. go off the season that he had before, people were saying he's the best receiver in the sport, which he's never been close to being that. I don't think I've ever seen him as the best a best wide receiver in the sport. That's people, not what... People were going gaga over I, him. I, I'm sure there are people, ago. but he is a perfect fit for what Kyle does. Just like the way Christian McCaffrey's a perfect running back for what Kyle does, Debo Samuel's a perfect wide receiver for what Kyle does. Nobody can execute the things that he does at the level he does. If you can name me another player that can do the things that Debo can do between backfield, running fly sweeps, catching screens, taking slants to the house, uh, but still being able to win vertically, which he does on occasion, uh, who, who are the, yeah, he doesn't have to do it very much though, because all he has to do is catch you napping and then he gets you, but he does so many things. Like I just, I don't, to me, I don't, I can't think of a player uh, that could do those things. Because you have guys that can do one or one of those things better than Debo. He's maybe not the best at doing almost anything besides yards after the catch, but as a complete unit of the things he can do, and that's what makes him so integral to Kyle's offense is the multiple ways that he can defeat you with Debo. Okay, Samuel. let me throw this into into you. Okay. After he got hurt, 
last year against Tampa, and we all we all feared ACL or something like that. Right, it did look horrible. Did the offense really miss a beat after the game? She's gone. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean they they did have they some struggles, almost thirty every game. But did they score twenty one against Seattle? That's a, but that but but uh, as you said last episode, that was also with them trying to protect. Purdy, though. Yeah, and what would have been an easy, too, so. easier way to protect Purdy to be able to still get those points is to be able to get the ball into your playmaker's hands where he can create. And that's also a Thursday night game on the road, which funky things happen there okay. all, all the time. So, But with Debo in the lineup in the playoffs, they go for over 40 against Seattle. A, a home game. Is, I mean, so there's. But did, did Debo not take a ball 75 yards for a touchdown? Yeah, but Gaffrey got I'm going, and Elijah Mitchell had, had a couple touchdowns. I think sometimes what people miss is they don't see the other things that Debo does no. without the ball in his hands, the influence that he has when he goes in motion that get guys wide open. Right. I no, mean, I, if you go back and you watch that, Week 18 but... of 2021, Debo goes out in the flat, and all of a sudden, Jawan Jennings is open over the middle because two guys went with him. Yeah. Imagine being able to do that with him and Christian McCaffrey and the doors that it opened for guys like Brandon Ayuk and Jawan Jennings and Ray Ray McLeod to make plays and what that will mean. You can't focus all your energy on Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and then George Kittle's going to go crazy. And if right. you focus on him, then you, you have to have a multitude of weapons and that's what Kyle has. I think people are just kind of underselling how good Debo is because Brandon Ayuk's coming on the scene and I love Brandon Ayuk and I think he's a solid receiver, but he's not ascended yet this is the year he should ascend but he hasn't done it yet that that's and that's part of what i was back to too is Bayuk goes 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 80 12 and 10 again something like that then at that point now obviously with the if everyone's healthy the multitude that that Purdy or trey will have to throw to is is there so I don't necessarily mean if his if Debo's numbers drop. I mean, if his averages drop. You know, if he if he has fifty catches for seven hundred yards, then it's like, okay, that's not that. And he gets like you know, right five. So it's 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 not necessarily numbers in terms of of cold hard numbers. It, it's 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 averages. It's 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 that kind of stuff where it's like, mm, is he losing a step? It, because of all the injuries he's had previously, is he not in shape? Like he talked about, like, you know, that there's just, there's multiple things, not just, oh my God, he only had 50 catches this year. Well, he had 50, you know, because cause I think Caffrey goes thousand to thousand, and, and I think McCaffrey probably ends up actually leading the team in receptions this year because I think Kyle wants to. Get him involved as much as possible, but not necessarily having him run up the middle all the time. Yeah. So I, 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 I think if we go just purely look at his numbers, I not tell, tell the whole story, but the averages and the the efficiency and that that kind of stuff. If that and like like you just that we started, his catch percentage has gone down every, every year. Right. So if that continues to drop again, to say forty nine percent, that's another big drop. So at that point. Is there something going on, too? And if everybody else is is, is emerging, do we? we that's what I'm saying. Do we? It, 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 if he has a year similar to last year, 
do we we want to spend twenty four dollars for that guy? Well, I'm just looking at his numbers, and of course, you know, all this is relative about him saying healthy. Uh, but even with that, last year he said it was a lackluster year. He wasn't prepared. He didn't do the things he should do from his own own mouth. If you if he would have played the full season, he would have had almost 900 yards receiving. Uh, to me, how how is that a considered a bad year? Most, I mean, Brian Ayuk's best year was this year, and he went over a thousand. Right. Uh, and you're talking about a guy that's consistently been able to produce. Um, I to me, I th- I think this is you know we're I think Debo. His value is always going to be him as a weapon, and I think as long as he continues to add on in the run in the running game and catching the football uh, with the playmaking ability, he's worth the twenty four million dollars. And maybe if he had another down year, I would change my mind. Uh, but right now, I mean, he's the to me. I know you got McCaffrey, but you've got him on a fixed level. You, he's playing really cheap this year. Uh, you can definitely uh, afford to have these big time players. And I think as you see the offense work this year, I think. It's going to be pick your poison. One game, you're going to want to take away Christian McCaffrey and Debo is going to kill you. The next game, you're going to try to take away Debo and George is going to kill you. There's always going to be a problem, and it's all about matchups and finding the matchups that work well. Your player skill set against the players on the opposing team in the scheme. And I think Debo uh, and Christian McCaffrey, too, to some uh, extent, make it more difficult than any other team for teams to match up. I don't think I talk about Brandon Ayuk in that category. If I'm a defensive coordinator and I'm I'm preparing a game plan, I'm preparing for Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle, and then Brandon Ayuk. I think those guys, and that, that's that's one of the biggest arguments that go in the favor of Debo is he's at the forefront of the 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 plan of the opposing team to stop, not Brandon Ayuk. Yet, you can say yet, but we've already seen it from Debo. Right. Even in a down year, I guarantee Debo was one or two for every single defensive coordinator that came in. Maybe. Last year, maybe three. I, I think you're I think you're misunderstanding Last the amount year, of three. movement that Debo Samuel's a part of and the amount of eyes that go on to him. Him and Christian McCaffrey moving around the formation Kittle. draws everyone's attention. Kittle is more Kittle's. locked into a position. He's less move tight right. end than he is in line. And I think they do move him, but when they do, it's less profound. The things you Good can things do, happen, the things you can do with Debo or Christian McCaffrey on the move, are far vast compared to what you can do with George Kittle. Uh, even though Kittle has done jet sweeps and things like that, he doesn't catch screens and have the ability to go to the house like the other two do. So they're he's just a little bit less dangerous in that category. Yeah. But I still think it's I mean it's important to move all three of those guys. I'm just saying if I'm coming into there, yes, I want to locate Kittle and where he's at. But Debo's the one I'm worried he can kill me at any moment. I take we're, we're all of a sudden we went from being up six to down one. No other player on the four yards offense can do that. I mean, if you can find a valid argument, I, I'm ready to hear it. But there's no there's no guy that's as dynamic as Debo Samuel on that but, 49ers offense. But wait, I, I I asked you who was I asked you if Gaffrey was a better passer than than Debo was a runner, and you said he was. Yeah. Right? And then I, and I asked you, is McCaffrey a better runner than, than Debo is as a wide receiver? And you said yes. Right. So if he's better at both of those... No. How's it... you're, you're missing a component, because yak. Right. But Debo I... Samuel is better as a playmaker with the ball in his hands than Christian McCaffrey. He's a better playmaker. Look. Okay. okay. I, I, I guess I, I'm not... I'm not understanding uh, yeah, how, let, how he can be, be, be 
be better, even though you just said... Well, because you're talking about... Okay, number one, Debo's not a running back, right? Right. Christian McCaffrey... He's not a, a, a wide receiver. Christian McCaffrey, the way he runs routes and everything, he could have been a bona fide slot receiver. Yeah. Right. So he, you put him out there, he's going to be a little bit more successful in a different category. So Debo's not as good of a running back because he's not a running back. Christian McCaffrey is definitely well more well versed in both categories. So in that category, yes, he's better, but he's not better with the ball in his hands than Debo Samuel is because he doesn't have the breakaway potential that Debo does. Playmaker Debo better, skilled wise, running routes, okay. doing that thing. No, McCaffrey's now. better. Okay, now I got so you. I because I think McCaffrey could have easily been a slot receiver in this league and been one of the better ones. Yeah, but when you throw him the football. He might get you 30. He might get you, you know, 45. Debo gets you 75 and a touchdown sometimes. If um, McCaffrey, sometimes. if McCaffrey yeah. could do that, we wouldn't have this conversation because then it would be like, well, McCaffrey does all that and he can take it to the house. But I think that added element for Debo makes him special. And there's just no player on the team that can do it. I mean, just like when we we the playoff game we talked about with Seattle. Christian McCaffrey gets a run. There's a giant hole and he gets like 60 yards on a rush. Yeah. Tremendous explosive play. Love it. When Debo had the same opportunity out in open space, it was a 75 yard touchdown. Uh, it's a little bit different And McCaffrey's ends up, you know, could it end up being, end up being a field goal? They didn't score a touchdown. I'm just saying like those, those are the type of explosive plays end up adding up and just changing the game. But I definitely, I get what you're saying. I just don't think I, is there yet as far as he's just not a guy that catches the ball and house calls it. If he was, it could change the game. Cause you're right. He's a better route runner. Uh, he's been more consistent catching the football, but in Kyle Shanahan's system, that that's it's about playmaking. It's about having the ball in your hands. It's about making plays and Debo's better than Ayuk at that right now. Okay. So let me ask you this then. If he has a year similar last year, what do you do then? If Debo does? Yeah. Well then I think you can go to Debo. I mean, we just had a guy that came to the, right to the, the the podium and said, Hey, I struggled last year. This wasn't good. And it, if his targets are up and yet he's not producing, then I think you can go to him and say, Hey, let's have a conversation about your money because we've got to afford to keep Brandon. Ayuk, blah, 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 blah. I don't think that's going to be the case because him and Kyle have a special relationship. They're really tight. And I which think kind of almost worries me to an extent. No, because Kyle will tell him. That's the one thing you got to give Kyle credit for. He tells players like it is. He doesn't sugarcoat it because every single one of them said that's what they respect about him. Yeah. So he knows, and he can go to Kyle and say, look, you're not putting the ball in my hands. You need to. Uh, remember the, the playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys? Give me the ball. Yep. I will score. And he did it, and he did it. And that's the thing. That's a trust value. Right after the pick. But that's the thing is that there's just a different element with Debo. I th I think it's one of the toughest arguments to have is Brandon Ayuk versus Debo because they're not even close to the same. The argument about McCaffrey and Debo is a lot more interesting because they do similar things. Uh, and I, I love Ayuk. I think Ayuk and Debo are the perfect combination of wide receiver for Kyle Shannon's system because I think they do different things. I think you actually need both. At some point, could it become cost ineffective to have both yes but and then you have it to probably will be yeah then you have to decide do i want the playmaker and like you said we'll see what kind of tread is on the tires when this decision needs to be made do we want the playmaker that can house call or do we want brandon Ayuk who can get open and does kyle think that he can find another brandon Ayuk where we have yet to see another debo samuel in the league i think that's where the value is you know, could could we in the first round this year draft a wide receiver that could be Marvin who, Harrison? 
Junior? You see what I'm saying? Like, you, you get what I'm saying, though? It could. <laughs> it's probably easier to find another Brandon, and I don't want to be disrespectful to him just with the volume of players that are out there to play wide receiver. And it might be, this might be a terrible take because Brandon Ayuk's probably going to tear it up this year, and then you can't find that guy. But I just think with the volume of wide receivers that run good routes and get open, it's a little, it's a better chance of finding another Ayuk than it is finding somebody that does what Debo does. Yeah. At least at his level. True. How much is that? That's the question. That's the question. You you got to weigh, you know, value of trade, you know, value of, of a player. I think in the grand scheme, you know, the 49ers will end up trying to make another move, whether that's, you know, moving on from Kyle Juszczyk to free up $8 million to give to Brandon Ayuk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you like you, a... you, you start making some moves, you know, possibly Trent Williams changing his contract. He's, like, he's one definitely. But I mean, too, if, Banksy has a year like he did too. Then we've got to start kind of looking at, at him because that'll be year. This is year three for him now, so he, he'll be up after next year too. So yeah, and also I mean yeah, Banks has had a good year, uh, but so I mean, is, we've already I, seen the value Forty Nineers have for interior offensive line. A lot of this, yeah, I know, is projection and stuff, but that's what GMs do and stuff. And that's what I, I think it's an interesting conversation. I, I do. And I, I think this is one that has to be had. And if Debo struggles again, I think it's going to, you know, definitely it becomes really interesting. Then I just don't think he's going to, but I, I don't think he's ever going to have or, a, a 2021 season. No, hell again. no. Yeah. What if he gets hurt again? Because at, at that point he'll gotten hurt like five years in a row. Yeah. And I think it's like, Neh. I think that's a question. I think that's part of the reason that I like the makeup of the team right now with McCaffrey, with Ayuk, uh, with Ray Ray, they have guys that can kind of take some of the load off of Debo. Uh, Debo, I mean, we all know 2020 was a crazy offseason, and he's not the best at always maintaining his body. That's something, you know, that was said to the, the 49ers when he came out of South Carolina. But I think that we've seen him in 2021 take on so much of a load. I don't think he has to do that anymore. No, and so I think you're going to have less touches, less targets, uh, more opportunity for explosives, but a healthier Debo is, is I think, the hope. Yeah. I hope that him and Christian McCaffrey can kind of balance each other out so Christian doesn't get over 350 touches no, and no. go crazy. It uh, should be, like, like between 20 and 25 a game tops. Yeah, and I think with touches, I think, not... right. I think with a healthy Debo, uh, that's, that's possible. And I think that does help Christian McCaffrey. And I think, overall, just him and him and Debo – their uniqueness take this offense to another level. I mean, they're a they're a thirty point a game team with all their weapons on the field together. I mean, in a high thirties. Oh yeah. Uh, I think when you start taking out pieces, you start you start losing a touchdown per piece you take. Yeah. So, it's an interesting conversation. But and we're, that's with a marginal quarterback too. Just think about if we actually had a like quarterback. A, like an all world quarterback. Yeah. And your your examples about bringing up what Brock Purdy added to this offense. We're on point. I just think it's it's a little less of a part of the argument when it comes to Debo. I think it does benefit Brandon Ayuk, uh, but with Debo, I mean, we still got a rhythm passer and Brock Purdy or you know whoever's going to play quarterback. That's Kyle's system. Getting the ball in Debo's hands where he can make plays is going to be consistent no matter who the quarterback is. Yeah. So great conversation, Jason. A good topic. I'm glad you came up with it. Yeah, it was interesting. So we got a lot out there. Let us know what you think about this conversation in the comment section. Do you think that Debo Samuel uh, is, you know, 
basically going to be on his way out if he has another bad year, if he struggles? Or, you know, do you, th- and you think Brandon Ayuk's ready to take the ascension? Let, let us know what you think. I'm curious where everyone's mind's at, you know, whether they are agreeing with you on, you know, kind of your argument or if you're with me. And I think there'll probably be a mixture of both, actually, because uh, I think it's a fun conversation. All right. <laughs> well, thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.